When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another episode of Pit Stop Fracker, and we're here today to review the Portimao Grand Prix. And today I have Mahad, Ants, and Kunle to join me in looking back on that fantastic, fantastic race. It was a brilliantly managed race from Lewis in the end. You know, he took his second win of 2021, um, finishing ahead of Max Verstappen. Um, of course, Valtteri Bottas came home in third after sticking it on pole. There's a lot of discussion, a lot of things we want to talk about. But before we get into that, first and foremost, I need to make sure I plug the socials. So if you haven't already, please, please, please follow us on the Twitter at pitstopfracker. The YouTube channel, you can see us all here on video. You can see Kunle sporting his fantastic purple do-rag. Please make sure you get involved on the account. Um, hit the subscribe, hit the like button, hit the bell notification so you get notified of any content that we're producing across the Touchline Network as well as the Discord, which is also going to be in the bio. Please, please, please get involved in that. You know, we have a great community that we're building there. We were doing a live today for the race. And yeah, we've got insights, debates, agendas running daily. So yeah, please make sure you get involved on there. How are you guys doing? Mahad, let me come to you first, mate. How are you keeping? How did you find that race? Yeah, another good one in Portimao. Um, I'm okay. Um, still, still recovering. Still trying to analyze what's happened there. Um, good day for Mercedes. Um, Lewis sticking it on pole. So, yeah, I'm just get, want to get into it. Let's get let's get into that conversation, man. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's dissect this race. This this year, man. Let's get through it. Um, Kunle, quickly coming to you. How you keeping? How you doing? What's it like over there in Canada? I'm good. It's still it's still a pandemic out here, but you know, F1 back to back races this week, so it's a good time to be alive. Yeah, man, that's what we like to hear. And last but not least, Ants, how you doing, mate? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, just well, what can you say? Number ninety-seven for Lewis, impressive as ever. And yeah, Portugal, I think, delivered again. You know, the only thing that was missing was Afronation afterwards. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it, it was a fantastic Grand Prix. And obviously, Lewis Hamilton showcased his skill in, in bringing it home for, for number 97 wins. OK, so before we get into the race itself, let's just take a step back before the starting of the race. Um, and, you know, there was there, there was a couple of items that we thought, you know, may, may surface as, as the race went on. You know, we we thought that Red Bull might be doing the chasing, obviously, after Valtteri stuck it on pole. We thought that Ricardo may be on, on a charge after after that poor qualifying performance, as well as track limits may get involved. So, Kune, let me come to you first. It was your um, it was your guy, Valtteri Bottas. He, he stuck it on pole, I, th- I think, by seven thousandths of a second. Um, yeah. How did you see that qualifying and, and what were your thoughts going into the race? Um, qualifying was okay. I mean, 
I think from Friday it was obvious that Mercedes had the um, they had the best package this weekend. You know, one lap, one lap pace, long term pace. It looked like it, would, it looked like it was going to be a Mercedes dominated weekend, and you know, qualifying sort of proved that. Um, Q1 went okay. I was a bit disappointed in Danny Rick, to be honest. I put him on a light. I put him. I put him on a watch. I'll say publicly, I put Danny Rick on a watch. You know. But there was a few surprises. You know, the Alpine was strong as well. You know, they came in, they came in, they got into Q3. Mr. George Russell did his thing on Saturday, got into Q2, and then, you know, the rest as well. We had we had we had uh, we had the rise, we had the resurgence of a certain Mr. Sebastian Vettel, you know, making it to Q3 while Lance Stroll couldn't even make it. I don't know if Stroll did Stroll make it to Q2. I'm not um, sure. no P17. Yeah, yeah so right yeah, Lance Stroll couldn't make it to Q two. So, you know, Sebastian Vettel, Seb showed some. He showed some some growth, and you know, and then they were obviously the whooping boys were the whooping boys. You know, the Haas, the the Haas was the Haas was the Haas, the the Juvenazis, the Raikkonens. They they were where they were, and yeah, but it was it was a good it was a decent qualifying. Q two was, I think Q two was the interesting part because of the tire choices. The guys that were confident, the big boys up front, they, they, they used the medium, which was arguably the best, the tire that would be the best race tire this weekend. And then some other guys, you know, we know with it, the midfield guys sort of decided, okay, let's use the softs to get into Q3. And then, but yeah. And then in Q3 itself, first lap, Valtteri did his thing, had a decent, you know, had a decent lap. Lewis, not far back. And Max as well. I think Max made some mistakes or it wasn't he didn't get the balance right or something. So, you know, one, two, three was that way. And on the second runs, no one improved. And the funny thing is in Q3, no one improved on their Q2 time. You know, which which you'd have expected it to be. You'd have expected, you know, the track evolving, the times would drop, but only 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 Bottas improved on the Q2 time. So, you know. It looked like it was gonna be. It looked a promising weekend for the Mercedes, the Red Bull guys. You know they had. We could see the head. The head dropped a bit. You know. You know after Q3, they were not really. They didn't really like what they saw from the car. But yeah, the the points came out today, and today was what mattered most. Yeah, I suppose on on the back of that, it was it it, it was enthralling um, that qualifying. You know, been having it so close between Hamilton and Verstappen, uh, not Hamilton, Hamilton and Bottas come come the end of Q three, and you know there there was a lot of tension that was building. We were all excited about the the start of the race. Everyone, people were saying, you know, Valtteri's going to punch a hole in the air, which is going to allow Lewis and Max, you know, to pull a strip to pull a slipstream through, well, to use the slipstream, and hopefully pull through at the start, but. I suppose the start of the race was really information, wasn't it? You know, they both, all three of them got off the line in sequence. But, <laughs> you know, we, we, we had a safety car in the first lap. We saw Kimi Raikkonen crashing into the back of Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, before we get into Lewis and Max round three, how did you assess that that incident from Raikkonen? I'm going to come to you on this, Mahad. Well, how did you see that? Um, I just think it's... a uh... Lack of lack of concentration there. Um, there, there is no need for him to have that accident and do what he's doing. Um, I actually saw the post race interview from Raikkonen, and Raikkonen said, um, "Yeah, it was my mistake. Um, I was looking at a switch on my steering wheel." So I don't know if this is just 
old age or what? Because I don't know yeah. about looking at a steering yeah, wheel. Yeah. Yeah. But aren't they looking at the steering wheel number of times throughout the race? I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That was and it was the shortest interview ever because he just said that it was my mistake. I was looking at some switch on my steering wheel and he just walked off. Um, oh, but it's, it wasn't a good look for Racken and a bit of you know old age creeping in, but. He's got his title, he's on vibes. Like we always say, he's on vibes, he's just chilling. OAP corner coming up for Raikkonen, yeah? OAP corner. And back, just just on this, let me just go back to um, qualifying, yeah? Mm-hmm. Sebastian Vettel getting in Q3 and everybody celebrating like he won a world championship is the most shameless stuff I've ever seen on the internet. Stop it, guys. Please, this is this, certain, the bar is in Hades. Right certain are, areas look, of Twitter were waiting for this. Certain man, areas of Twitter yeah. were waiting for this, bro. The people were starving. They needed it. No, the people were starving. They needed crumbs. They needed crumbs. They got their crumbs, and then yeah, and then on, on today in the race, the crumbs got taken off the table because there was no points for him. Shocking. Um, but yeah, for going back, going back to Raikkonen, shocking. Um, but. It, it happened around. Um, do you know what was funny about that? Um, he had the accident, but Bottas was actually getting away on the in, on that lap. So if yeah. that safety car doesn't happen, it could be a little a little bit of a different race. But um, yeah, uh, some early incidences for Raikkonen in that race. Yeah, definitely. So that 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 incident with Raikkonen resulted in a safety car for around. I think five to six laps, which I know Kunle is 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 definitely going to claim um, for Valtteri Bottas as as leading laps of a Grand Prix. So that 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 obviously resulted. on the Discord on the Discord you will claim it. I know you would claim that. It was did he lead the race or not? He was leading the race. Yeah, so he he led the race for about no no for the no for the comments. <laughs> this guy is too shameless. It's horrible. Um, it's horrible stuff. I, I suppose on that, guys, if you haven't already, please, please, please make sure you join the Discord and you can get involved uh, in the live where Kunle was shamelessly flying the flag for Valtteri Bottas. But yeah, coming back to the safety car, you know, there was a safety car for about, uh, I think it was six laps. And then upon the restart, Bottas was, you know, back in the pack up as he usually does. And he, and, and he bolted. Um, and when he did bolt on the start finish straight, um, Lewis Hamilton, I personally think, was caught a bit by surprise, which allowed Verstappen right in, um, so tucked right in behind him, which which gave him a good slipstream, and and allowed him to pass around the outside of turn one. Um, Ants, how did you see that move? Um, obviously, kicking off this Max versus Lewis round three debate. Yeah, I mean, I think you're 100 percent right. He was caught a little bit napping, I would say, like the moment when Bottas went, Hamilton wasn't like milliseconds behind, he was a couple of tenths off. And Verstappen, I think, predicted it much better when Bottas would go. And I think, yeah, he got a good run on him down the straight. But I think in ter- in terms of like overall engine performance, the Mercedes was better this weekend than Red Bull. Um, and it wasn't that clear cut, but Max managed to get to the outside. And then it was a great pass around the outside into turn one. I mean, we saw Hamilton do a, a similar thing later in the race to Bottas, but that pass by Max was icy and you have to respect it. Um, I think Hamilton was just struggling in those opening 10 or so laps. Um, I don't know whether it was tyre temperature or something else, but he was he was um, not the best in, in the, the, the first phase of the race, but um, he did grow into it and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get into that later for sure. Yeah, we, we, we might as well just touch on it now. How did, you, how did you see that then from Lewis's point of view? You know, he's the start of the race now, probably about lap eight, nine. He's now down in third. 
there's always a potential that Max and Valtteri can get away from him. Um, how did you assess Lewis's sort of racecraft, his his in-game strategy, you know, to to make those two overtakes on on both of them ahead of the first round of pit stops? Yeah, I think I think it was critical for him to stay in the DRS of Verstappen because that allowed him to like remain with the front two and compose himself, gather himself, make sure his tyres were operating in the right window. And then you could see him physically start to get back into it, get closer and closer and closer to Max. And then I think when he overtook Max, Max made a slight mistake in the lap and then it was a fairly easy pass, I would say, um, done before before turn one. And then um, the one on Bottas was incredible, in my opinion, around the outside. I think slightly more so than Max's one on Lewis, purely because it's the same um the same engine the same the same car and he just had a great run from the final corner and just stuck it around the outside it was quality um, yeah it was it, it, yeah it, it was critical for him to get that move done when he did it because i think his tires I, I think give it another two or three laps his tires might have become to the point where it was just kind of gone past him and out of that window where he would have been able to make that move stick so yeah, yeah he, he made it stick when he needed to 100 percent yeah, I, I personally agree with you there. I think that that those two moves were crucial for Hamilton. And to do that in the first phase of the Grand Prix was obviously pit- pivotal as to how the race itself panned out. Mahad, I'm going to quickly come to you on this. How did you see Lewis from that point of view? Um, obviously, you know, being in third, having to make those two overtakes on Max and Bottas. And then touching on the tyres as well. How did you see that that medium tyre throughout the race weekend? Um First of all, Lewis, it just showed his mentality again because some drivers, if Max does that to you, that type of move, your head kind of drops and then you kind of lose the speed and being able to maintain being in the DRS. So it was, like Ant said, it was critical for him to maintain that and keep up the speed because what he didn't want was Max just getting away, getting out of that DRS zone and then uh, Max catching Bottas. Um because then it would be a whole different race where uh, where Bottas and um, Lewis are chasing. So um, Lewis did extremely well keeping in there and then giving him the haymaker straight back to Max and overtaking him and just being able to say, look, I could do chasing too. This is what I'm about. One thing that's um, extremely underrated about Lewis is his ability to not only defend his position, in, especially if he's in the lead, but to be able to overtake and go through the pack. And... Like I said, his head didn't drop. He was able to get back up into the DRS zone with Max and overtake him. And then what he did to Bottas was he just dunked on him. Just time and time again. Since Bottas has been at Mercedes, this is what he's on, man. PTSD from last year. Same corner on Bottas. This is the same thing. The funniest thing is Rosberg pre-race said, oh, Bottas got PTSD because this is the same of what Lewis did to him last year. And then the same thing happened because Lewis is a killer. This is what he's on. Um, I think the tyre management as well in terms of the mediums uh, got his spot on in terms of the laps and when to lap. And it, it, He always says, Bono, my tyres are gone. He's just chatting shit. I think he's just he does it for show now, saying, Bono, my tyres are gone. Um, but yeah, he got the strategy right with the mediums and um, got the race win. So um, to be fair, this whole weekend... Uh, let's give credit to the Mercedes engineers. Whatever they've done between Imola and now, their car is much faster than it was um, yeah. in Imola. They're upgrades. They're upgrades. Yeah. They brought in upgrades this weekend. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they brought in upgrades, but I know Mercedes did. 
Well, well, they'll have to do it for next week because if it continues to be like this, then it will be like Mercedes faster than this Red Bull. So if even if you look at Q1, Q2, Q3, the Mercedes were faster than Red Bull. So both of them. Um, yeah, it's, so credit to the Mercedes engineers. Yeah, it, it it seems like Mercedes, as the weekend went on, had the bit between their teeth. And for me personally, I think when I saw Lewis take on Verstappen and then obviously nail Bottas, I was like, okay, now for his point of view, you know, the, the race is now sort of in his hands and and, and he has control as to how it's going to end up. I'm going to quickly come to you on this, Kunle, with regard to Valtteri Bottas before we properly get stuck into the court of agendas on on Bottas himself. Um, just, just wrapping it up with, with Lewis, do you think... How would you say it is for Valtteri Bottas under the helmet or inside that helmet when you have a charging Lewis Hamilton coming for you for that for that P1 to take the lead of the race what do you reckon is going on in in Valtteri's mind there how does he how does he play that how does he decide what to do because Hamilton's just coming at you at a rate of knots um you can tell he can manage the tires perfectly you can tell that he gets a lot more out of that machine how do you tackle with it how do you deal with it i think i think it's um it's two things at play here there's a Hamilton is definitely Lewis is definitely the, the better driver, no doubt. You know, he has he has seven chips to show for it. He has ninety seven race wins to show for it. He has multiple podiums to show for it. You know, whatever car you put the man into, as long as it can get on the track and move around, he would give you at least one win a season. You know, he he did that in a bad McLaren car. He did that. In the first year at Mercedes when they were struggling with the tires. So that's Lewis, you know, he, he has that. And let's if you let's look back at Lewis and his teammates, he's only been beaten twice across a season by mm-hmm. teammates. And it's been how many years? Since 2007. That's about 14, 14 years. Yes. You know, is the man is the man is is basically twelve two against teammates. So, best believe anyone and their mom in that second car with Lewis coming behind you, you're shaking because you know what the man is about. You know, you know, you know when Lewis is on. You know, there's there's races where the man Lewis goes in, he's not having a good weekend. You know. If he's chasing, you're not really worried because you're like, okay, he's gonna like, he's gonna get to a point where we get tired of chasing. He's not, he's not about it. Well, you know when he's about it, and he's been about it since 2016. He's he's Definitely. been sort of locked in, like you know that he didn't want that Rosberg season to happen again. Basically, that's how I see it. So, if he's gonna come in and break you mentally, he's like right now he doesn't care about who the second driver is. He just wants to win. And, you know, that's just the killer mentality. Like, you know, it's that MJ, yeah. I think personally, you know, I don't want anyone else to be better than me. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to come second to you if we're in the same car. And so if I'm Bottas, I'm in that second car. I'm not going to lie. If I see Lewis in my, in my mirrors, I'm not, I'll do what I can do. But, you know, he's probably going to do the same thing to half, or more than half of the drivers on that grid in the same car. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, the man, he, there's nothing he can do. It's PTSD. Rosberg was projecting. Rosberg has PTSD. Rosberg <laughs> sees Lewis. 
Rosberg sees Lewis and he gets flashback. You exactly. Know. Yeah. Yeah, have you, have, you noticed, have you noticed how Rosberg, anytime he's in punditry, he's like, he's gassing Lewis so much. He's like, yeah, Lewis, you know, ultra consistent, ultra fast, because he's slightly he giving himself ratings for beating yeah. yeah, That's what he's doing he's every doing, single time. Yeah, it's, it's, a shame, it's a shameless rating plug. You know, I'm rating myself like, you know, I beat this, I did beat this mantle championship. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's what it is. Not many drivers can hold him off when he's on that charge. So, but I, I did expect Vardy to do better, though. But we'll come to that part later. No, we're not going to come to that part later, bro. We're going to come to it now. So, Valtteri Bottas, Kunle, stuck it on pole, and he ended up in third. Now, on the surface, that doesn't mm-hmm. look the best reading for him, especially, you know, as, as he was the quickest car come the end of Q3. If if, if we want to be shameless like that, yeah, he, he, he did get pole position. But overall, Valtteri's race, how did you see that, Kunle? Do you think it was... Um, a stroke of bad luck with regard to when Mercedes brought him in for the pit stops. Obviously, he had an issue with the power unit when he was chasing Max in in the second that stint. Was, how how did you see Valtteri's race today? That was a bad pit, by the way. That was a bad pit. You know, mm-hmm. that was bad compared to what the Red Bull did. That was bad. Um, okay, let's analyze Valtteri's race. It started well. You know, he got a fine. There was no threat to that position. It was okay. It was doing fine. You know. And then Kimi decides to be an old man and find buttons on the steering wheel. Fair enough. We get this. We get the safety car in. Yeah, he's still leading the race. You know, couple laps. And then once safety car goes in, he times it perfectly. You know, whether you like it or not, he timed his boat off perfectly, and it went off. But then the problems started when Lewis got behind him. So Lewis, Lewis, Lewis getting past Max was key to him winning that race. I feel so when Lewis got behind Bottas, and if he didn't get, if he doesn't get past Bottas, Max was catching up to them again. I think I was saying, I said it on the Discord, like, okay, he needs to clear Bottas if he wants to win this race. But the pit stops. Ah oh, man, I wish, I wish it was maybe one second faster or half a second faster, half a second faster, and. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been P two at the end of that pit. Stop. Hey, listen, listen, listen. Okay, Mercedes slyly have been a bit poor on the pit stops this this season. Red Bull have been outperforming them one hundred percent, but Bottas's outlap for me was shocking. Like the way it's the hard tires. It's the hard tires. It's, it's the hard tires. I get that. I get that. But don't forget that when Max came out of the pits, he was doing per personal best coming out, and he was flying, trying to obviously do the, the undercut on Bottas. And I think for me, you could see when they came out of the pits, Bottas still had a fair advantage. Obviously, Max had the momentum going into turns one and two because he was coming from the main straight. But the way he Bottas kind of just lit his rear tyres up going through turn four and then going down into turn five, he didn't defend his position at all. He let Verstappen take the inside. For me, the it man was, was really, really the cool. Man, the man was barely doing... He hadn't even completed his outlap yet. I know, but the thing is, like, when you come out of the pits, Max Max, Max had done a half. Max had done it, you know. Max had gotten into groove with the tire, and it was full steaming down with a full lap, you know, with something to, you know. If I'm trying to get someone, I know what I'm trying to go get. I'm going in with all of my. He he probably deployed all of his curves, every energy applicable that he could deploy. He probably deployed it towards the end of that lap to be able to be that close. 
and let's not forget, um, Valtteri wasn't that far ahead of Max before the pits. He was defending his D. He was defending the DRS during, you know, for like Max, five. Why do? Why do? Why is he in that situation? Because he didn't have the, he didn't have to pace that. You know, because, okay, let, let me let me just jump in here. Valtteri Bottas got overtaken by Lewis. Within half a lap, he's one second behind Lewis. You're in the same car. What's going on here? Second of all, why are you even? Why is Max even that close to you? And you're blaming pit stops, Kunle. This is what we're I'm doing. Not blame, I'm not it's, blaming. It, you're acting like I'm he had an eight-second pit stop. He had a three. Yeah, the he three came points. out. Yeah, three. He points came out. Of the, he came out. He came out of the pit stop, and then he was driving. I, I kind of I couldn't believe how slow he was driving. Yeah, when he came out of the pit lane, when he's doing his um, when he came out, when he's doing his outlap. Max, yeah, obviously he's got momentum and stuff like that, but. For you to just just part ways, just off pant, no defending, a hundred percent. Immediately, just say yeah, look, off pant completely for Verstappen because okay, I can forgive him for you know struggling on his cold tire, cold tires coming out of the pits, but the way he just let Verstappen through, I, I can't understand it, and that's that's why I have issue because me personally, I acknowledge Bottas's level as a driver is maybe a level or two below Hamilton, so. Like when you're saying, you know, why was uh, Hamilton like a second clear within half a lap? Like that, that's just Lewis's levels for me. But um, yeah, Bottas, Bottas's outlap was 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 tragic. I can't lie. That's what that's, that's my opinion. So, so the way I see it was, you know, obviously you guys know I'm not Max's biggest fan, but Max I'm really played it. <laughs> Max Max played it perfectly. To be honest with you. He was he was much more aggressive. You saw even on his inlap coming into the pits. You know he was locking up the rear, uh, locking up his tires just to make it to that speed limit entry for for the pit lane. His outlap, you know, he was lighting it up. And then when Bottas came out, he just saw, oh, he just saw sitting duck there, and he just goes, you know what, I'm just going to nab him here. And he, exactly, he did. He timed yeah. it perfectly on that first DRS zone because obviously when 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 they crossed the line for for the DRS checkpoint, he was obviously within one second. And when he came to DRS, he just absolutely breeze past him and and from there it seemed as though like max kind of had second place but Bottas started to eat away at him you know those uh hard tires were working for the mercedes and you know we were under the impression from from aws online telling us that the striking distance is going to be in two laps and Bottas was getting close to within one second of a stop and um although he faced like a power unit issue now on this power unit issue, what, what what was your take on that, um, Kunle? Did you do you think that as the Grand Prix went on after that um, pit call, uh, not pit call, after that radio message from the pit wall that um, you know he, they were just told to to take it easy? I know they managed to to rectify the situation. I think it was to do with the sensor, but do you reckon they just had to look after the uh, the engine at that point? First things first, AWS is trash. Let's just put that out there. Because then predictions, then predictions catching in two laps, striking distance in three laps. Half the time, yeah, it, it's yeah, let's not. They're capping, man. They're capping, man. It's big cap. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the data scientists that AWS been doing. I don't know how they be crunching their numbers, but yeah, they're crunching it wrong. <laughs> it, hey, big wrong. Like he was like the closest they got to the closest they got to Max was like one point three seconds. And that was that was even, and then 
the power unit thing, I don't know, man. I feel I feel like I feel like at that point Mercedes were fine with one and three. I feel yeah. like at that point, you know, you know, Max was not threatening Lewis for the win. And 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 they were like, okay, we don't have Sergio Perez anywhere close to us, or whoever was in fourth at the time. Let's just take one and three. We'll pack the bags off to Barcelona or Barcelona as they call it next week. But yeah, I don't I think I think I think they were just fine. Okay, let's just bring it home, you know, nothing big, nothing's nothing's damaging. Come home in one piece. That's that's my take on it. I but like that 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 moment sort of like ruined is you know if he was pushing yeah. that 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 temporary one or two laps where he didn't have the power, sort of let Max get away with some of his own mistakes as well. It let Max get away, and that was it. Like you know, they just folded from there. I'll say this, yeah. Even if the power unit thing didn't happen and he got close to Max, he's not going to overtake Max. Why not? He just he ain't got that killer instinct, man. Now the thing, the reason why I disagree is because I think Mercedes looked better on the straights for me, and I think he had a he had a genuine chance of passing Max, which is why I didn't want to judge Bias too harshly, despite him having a really really poor outlap. Like, not only did Max overtake him on that outlap, but he he lost about two seconds, I think, on the outlap. But he did well to claw it back. He did well. He was within like one point three, as uh, Kunle was saying. But yeah, the, the power the power unit issue killed his race. Um, but he, he he definitely had a shot at Verstappen, hundred percent. I don't want to count him out. As, as as getting second. But yeah. All right. So last little bit on Bottas then. Um, how would you guys rate his race weekend out of 10? Let me come to you first, Mahad. When you consider he managed to stick it on pole, also considering that, you know, he got away from the safety car well and he led the and, and he led the race for about six to seven laps at the start. I don't give credit. That, that last bit, I give you credit for that one. He had more than seven laps in the lead. Come on. <laughs> We'll give, we'll give him a 5.5 out of 10. 5.5. Yeah. No, because you started on pole. You didn't win the race. Over 10. You didn't even get a P2. You went to P3. What's going on? Come on, man. I'm harsh, man. Listen, yeah. if you finish on pole, if you... Do you know what? Yeah. With Bottas, he did what he always does. Fantastic in qualifying. And then when it's race time, he didn't do what he needed to do to get the race win. Yeah. I swear, at the beginning of the season, he was doing Rosberg talk, talks. He was like, I swear on my mom's life, I'm going to be better. All them things there. <laughs> So I'll come back different. I ain't talking to my missus, any of them things there. He's <laughs> talking all of that. But what's happened? He's, he's not even anywhere near Lewis. That's all. Lift the man's, oh. miss, the man's wife out of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I apologise if Bottas is watching. Someone, someone needs to drop um, Bottas's poll conversion statistics because I have a feeling that they are very, very poor. I'll research, it. I'll, 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 research, I'll research it after the race yeah. and, and put it up. He, he's XG's looking nuts, looking like Timo Werner, man. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, shout out Timo. Good lay out of ten. No, Ans didn't give a rating, though. Did Ans give a rating? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm agree coming with to you that. next. I'm, I'm agree with. Oh, the all right, we're going to Ans. Yeah, because above above a six or seven, you want to be going forwards in the race, and he went backwards in the race. And the race is the most important part of the weekend. So five five point five six out of ten for me. Um, for me, yeah. Why is everyone looking at me like they're crazy? Don't do it. Crazy. Don't do it. I'll give him a 6.5. Okay. I'll give him a 6.5 because okay. it got fastest lap. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Which uh, might be 
only gifted him because I, he, I don't care. Kanye. He didn't exit track limits. He didn't exit track limits. You know, he had a legit, he had a legit lap according to the FIA. So I give him a six point five. I could push it to Come. a seven. I could push it to a seven, but I know I'm gonna get slaughtered by certain people. So I'll give him a six. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you give him a seven for the fastest lap because yeah, I'll give him. A seven. I will say is I'll give him a seven. Max in qualifying and Max on that on that one bowled it. He needs to stop that. He yeah. needs to stop doing this, man. In qualifying, he was bottling it, especially that that last lap that he did was horrible in in Q three. He was all over the gaff. Uh, he just needs to stop that. And um, the track limits thing, the track limit thing is becoming quite prominent this season. Uh, it's becoming a talking point. Whilst um, Helmet Marco is talking again. He's always talking. He's still talking, man. Someone needs to give him his meds. Doctor Helmet Marco, please. The doctor needs to keep quiet, man. He's like, if he's if if he got like a Twitter account, he's tweeting like Trump. He just needs to chill out, man. Someone needs to just take his phone from him. Stop interviewing him. Just stop. Stop this guy talking, man. I've had enough. But yeah, Max didn't do well with that. He did get the fastest lap, but you need to just stay on track limits, man. People know. You know the rules before you enter the weekend. You know what the track's about, so just keep Are you going to review your 5.5 then? You me? No, I, yeah. I, I, I'm going to give it a 5.7 now for the fastest lap. There yeah. you go, guys. There you and, go. You, you and, can't, and, you can't and, beat and, Kunle. And, and, uh, I'm unchanged. I'm unchanged. But Anik, okay. go. Anik. Like, uh, the thing is, the thing is about Kunle. Kunle is just inevitable. You can't beat him. This guy's like Bruno Fernandez, man. He's he's just inevitable. You can't beat him. I was gonna say five, maybe five point five, but now I'm gonna take it. Yeah, to six. I'll say it six. After that fastest could... lap shout, yeah, the fastest lap, definitely, man. Yeah, he right. kept it within track limits. Yeah. He got an extra point for Mercedes, and they're gonna exactly. love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving from one. One one team second driver to the other. Let's look at Red Bull's one now. Sergio Perez. Um, he hasn't quite finished on the podium yet for Red Bull, but he got his best ever finish for them today. P4. Um, quickly on that, how did you see that, Mahad? Um, he did well. He, he got qualifying P4. That was a thing. That was a big question mark before he came to Red Bull is um, can he put it together on quality day and keep up the pace with um, Max, Bottas, and Hamilton. Um, he put it on P4, um, so I wouldn't have any too too many complaints. That he's he's, look, he's put it on the front two rows of the grid. He needed he did what he needed to do, and he brought it home at, a, at that that point. The thing that um, I'm a little bit disappointed about, and I've probably it's probably going to come with time uh, as he gets used to the Red Bull, because I heard that th- that seat is quite difficult. Might be a little bit cursed. He's overcoming it a little bit now. Just but a little. He he needs to be involved with those guys in terms of um, with with Max, with Lewis and with Bottas. He needs to be further up the field because today he was just languishing in no man's land a little bit. Um, he couldn't really help on strategy or anything like that. He got done by, who was it, Science at the beginning? Yep. Um, I think he dropped down to sick for the beginning, didn't he? Yeah, so it wasn't a good start. But um, you're in a car that has the pace and capability to be up there with the Mercedes, and you've got Max, your counterpart, up there as well. So you need to be in and around that area just to even help out with those type of strategies with undercuts and overcuts and um, with the pit stops and stuff like that. So um, it will come with time, I think. Um, but 
Yeah, Max, no help, man. He's got no help, man. Sky needs to get some podiums. Perez needs to get some podiums now, man. If we're talking about yeah. constructors for Red Bull, I know we, we criticise Bottas and stuff like that, but he's still putting points on the board. Um, I don't even think Perez is uh, anywhere near. Perez is six in the, constru- in the driver standing and Bottas is four, so he needs to kind of like step it up a little bit over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely needs to step it up. But I think one thing we definitely saw from Perez today was that he could really make those tyres last. I mean, he stretched them out till about lap 50, was it? Was it lap 50 or so? 54, I think. 50, yeah, mid, mid 50s. He'd he done brilliantly well to stretch him out um, right up until then. And we've seen that a lot of the time throughout Perez's yeah, Formula yeah, 1 career. That was pointless. You know, it was pointless. Yeah, he's just gonna come on to that. It was the pointless. It's like, like, so I said it here. I don't like Max, but at the same time, I want to see like a proper battle, right? I want to see proper, like, I want to, I want, I want the teams to think, think about what they're gonna do. But if Max is just there by his ones, you know, no dad, no mom. No uncle, no auntie, no sister. <laughs> it's just a lonely child on the, it's just a lonely child on the street. I, I said this like, before. You know, like oh why? Kunle, you're right, yeah. Like Max is on his ones. He's been on his ones for a while. Gasly didn't help him. Yeah. Oh, uh, Albon didn't help him. This can't be another no. scenario where yeah. Paris so, isn't I mean, helping either. If I'm gonna go battle, you know, if we're, it's a ride out, right? We're gonna ride out. I need my boy to be behind me. Because I'm not going to be an upsland and it's just going to be me on my ones and they're going to mash walk on me because that's what they're doing on Red Bull right now. But I mean, yeah, I think I feel like Red Bull only have themselves to blame on how they treat their second drivers for Max being on his ones. So I can, I, I don't really have much sympathy for Max to be honest. Like he's out there to win the drivers' championship and that's it. So we'll see how he goes. I think. So that's okay. That's that's the thing. Like now it's like it's bad. Like it's now like okay, it's Max. That can win the championship when there's a there's a second car there that is that should be on the same level, but a driver that's a veteran driver, you know, Perez needs to either impose himself. More. I mean, I'm going to give him some more time in that team because I kind of have I kind of have I have him I had him at the start to dunk on Max. You know, it was my shameless number three. It was shameless number three for me, but. That is looking a bit shaky now, but I need him to be, you know, I think I need him to be more assertive. Like, let me see what you're made of. Because there's no point doing 50 laps on a tyre when you pit and you're like 25 seconds behind. The yeah, I, feel like, I feel like the soft tyre this weekend was just not not very favoured by any team, really. And I think it showed when Perez pitted, he, he didn't really, I don't know if he actually set the fastest lap, he might have done. But he didn't really make any inroads on on Bottas, and Bottas was allowed to just pit and go for the fastest lap himself. So I, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I think with with Perez and all the other big guys that move, Science, Ricardo, I'm I'm giving them round five races to to get their act together, to get to get familiar with the car, and then start start judging them properly from there. So, so let's just touch on the fastest lap. Obviously, we saw mind games. Now that's what I like to call it between Red Bull. And Mercedes, you know, they, in my personal opinion, stretched out Perez's stint just so he could put on uh, a set of softs to go for the fastest lap. And then as the race progressed, Mercedes decided, you know what, let's bring in Bottas, let's get him for the fastest lap. And then, you know what, 
because Mercedes played their hand, Red Bull decided, you know what, we're going to play our hand now and we're going to pit Verstappen and we're going to go for the fastest lap. So, guys, um, I'm not going to come to anyone in particular here. How do you guys assess this? Like, is it that key to go for this one world championship point? Is it about mind games? Is it about mentality, about having one over the other? You know, um, Horn is going into battle now with Toto, it seems. So, um, yeah, what would, what would you guys make of this fastest lap um, Shame scenario? Shamelessness all around. It's just shamelessness all around. You know what I wanted at that point? Yeah. I wanted someone in 11th to pit, put on the soft yeah. hands, and get fastest lap. And no one gets the point. Because we need to stop being shameless in F1. So, especially, do you guys think. Especially Red Bull. Red every Bull is, point matters, though. Yeah. I was just going to say if that. If we're talking like, about the battle for constructors and it's Mercedes and Red Bull, what? One's on 101, one's on 83. This is it's not it's not going to be one of those ones that's going to be blown out. You, this could be decided over a couple of points. And these fastest laps, if we've got twenty odd races this season, that's that twenty odd points. So they need to be fighting for these every every week. But you know, if it was like in the old format, I had like if you had ten points for a race win and then one point for like finishing sixth, you know, then obviously the number of points is a bit more you know restrained. Now it's a bit more spread out you get from first to 10 you know you get from 25 points you know to one point does it really make that much of a difference to pit your driver you know risk uh, you know a dodgy pit stop you know risk a dodgy outlap you know it, it, i just think it's just too risky to pit a driver and then yeah go on go and go 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 and pump it now for a faster lap. even when they're on the fastest lap anything can happen they could spin off trying to you know trying to push too hard or something i just think it's just a bit too risky and i think it was Personally, I think it was just unnecessary mind games at the end of the race. Um, but yeah, that's just my take on it. What, what, what about you, Ants? Yeah, I feel like it's going to take for someone to get burned by this pursuit of the fastest lap for people to reassess their opinions on it because all it takes is for one tyre to stick and suddenly you're down a position um, for it to not really pay off. But in terms of actually, in terms of actually shooting for it, I think it might actually have an effect, as Mahad was saying, at the end of the season. But, you know, we don't really know how close it's going to be. So, you know, as a team, your objective is to score the maximum amount of points you can every race weekend, which includes going for the fastest lap. So it, it makes sense to me why you would go for it. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll just wait to see the one day where it doesn't pay off and that'll be entertaining. But, no, I understand it 100%. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be here for you know, You know why I blame for this? Who do you blame? Sergio Perez. Perez. Yes, because if Perez, if Perez was four seconds behind Bottas, Mercedes don't pit. Facts, facts. Exactly. Like, this is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, like his 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 stint on the soft tires was not really that great. Like, yeah. If you think it was what 25 seconds for a pit stop, if yeah. Perez was 20 seconds behind Bottas, Bottas they don't pit. Yeah, exactly. Happen isn't pitting. It's just going to be who yeah. can do. To slap on the hard tires, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, um, Sergio Perez got driver of the day. Not sure why. I don't know, I don't know how that he did. He he got the whole nation, it's all those those Mexican fans there. Mexico was moving moving a bit different today. I don't know how that they organized themselves. There were drivers, there were drivers on that on that grid that deserved it better than Perez, you know. I can mention at least three other drivers. Who, who would you but, guys say your, your driver of the day was? Personally, for me, Ocon. 
I just felt like well this weekend. I felt like Ocon was just, you know, when he needed to overtake, he overtook. When he needed to hold his place, he held his place. Lando Norris did amazing too. You know, Lando Norris was it was great. Um I don't want to say this because because I'm not a fan of pensioners, but Alonso did okay Alonso. too. Yeah. yeah. So, at least Alonso's, alive. Alonso's alive. He's alive, man. Yeah. yeah. Really got, his teammates still beat him, but he did okay. Yeah. We, I mean, we, were, saying, we were saying in the Discord he got his uh, his medication through his, his drinking straw in his helmet. <laughs> he, he came alive in that second stint 100%. So credit to him. And yeah, Ocon was only like one place ahead of him. But yeah, credit to Ocon and Alpine. I think that Alpine car was probably, it looks like the fourth the four fastest car now, I'd say behind is it the fourth fastest or the fifth fastest? Yeah, fifth. Yeah, I think you're not just behind Ferrari, fifth. Yeah, actually, you know, Ferrari, you know who yeah. deserved it the most? One mm. person who I've been on this weekend, you know. Danny and Rick. Was, he, I've been on him this weekend, and, you know, today he came out and it's like, I know how to pull this car around the track. He did a very good stint on his first stint. Yeah. He held his first stint. I wasn't disrespecting him. I just expect I expected more. You know, he was getting dunked on by Lord Norris, and that's still that's still that's still that's still happening. But you know, and someone's made contact. And sorry, like you know, <laughs> couldn't they watch him back the race now? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was the that was the um, thing that came up. It was the um, Raikkonen Raikkonen accident. You know, he he came from 16th and he finished ninth. I think it started 16, no? Yeah, P9, P9, 16 yeah. to P9. 16 to P9. So, you know, that's um, that's steady improvement through the race. And yeah, well done to Danerick. Yeah, for me, I'm going to say it's um, Lando Norris. Um, this guy's Mr. Consistent, man. He's doing it week in, week out now since the start of the year. I think, Mahad, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's third or fourth in the standings he's third in the standings he's, he's, he's third comfy. in the standings he's comfy, man. yeah so he's he's doing he's doing really well um he's showing that that mclaren has pace um you know he was you know he he was battling with perez for a bit um yeah i haven't actually come on and and really praised him as yet lando i need to see it for a couple more races before i'm gonna say yeah look i'm on lando hive but yeah, I think for me, since since the start of the year, and especially today, he's been Mr. Consistent and he's doing it really well. So, um, yeah, for me, driver of the day would be Lando. What about yeah. you, Mahad? I'm going to go on record. I'm going to go on record, yeah. I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. But it's another hot take, yeah. What are you going to say? I'm going to go on record. Officially, the star boy, Lando Norris. Them other, yeah. man, don't, them other man don't matter to me. The, those, Over the, Russell the, and those, all them, man. Those, yeah. those, what, what, what about those Alpha Tari lot, bro? We're not mm, having them. I'm not, I'm not calling. I'm not calling a man that's got full beard a star boy. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. And the other kid hasn't hit puberty yet, so you know, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So Lando Norris is my is my. I'm putting it. I'm putting him as my driver to watch this season. It's early days. Yeah. It's early days, I, but yeah. I feel like yeah. from um, he had a little clip on Drive to Survive, and I just got the impression everyone, everyone in the paddock raised Danny Rick, yeah. And I think Landos is like, hey, listen, this Danny Rick guy, I, I'm I'm levels above him. Like, I think he's really like come this season. He said, yeah, I I need to dunk on this guy, and he's really like taking the opportunity at the beginning beginning of the season when Ricardo is still getting acquainted with the McLaren. 
to score as many points as he can. And he's just doing a, a great job at the moment. Um, and yeah, he's best of the rest behind the Red Bulls. And he was even ahead of Perez, as Anik was saying, for a bit um, early on in the race. So credit to him. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he done well, man. He done well. Like honestly, I think um yeah, my driver was the, of the day is gonna be Lando as well. Um he, he done what he needed to do. Um he was complaining all weekend that the McLaren hasn't had the pace in Portugal and he still just did what he needed to do and um got the positions and got the points that he needed. Uh in terms of Starboy, um yeah, we could say he's the star boy right now. He's my McLaren boy. He's doing what he's doing, man. Everybody just assumed Danny Rick would be the number one driver, and he's just he's just he's just saying, nah, nah. This is my this is my house. This is why I, I live here. So yeah. um, he's proven a point, and he's really one to watch out for for the rest of the season. Yeah, hats off to you, Lando. Um, I hope you are going to let Latifi into your Twitch community now because we need to now start discussing the Alex Albon Award. Guys, if you've not, guys and girls, if you not know already, we after every race do that Alex Albon Award, which is what it's called as at the moment to the stinker of the race weekend. Um, so we put the poll up on Twitter straight after the race, and yeah, it's yeah overwhelmingly come down to no one else but Nikita Mazepin, and he's got about eighty percent of the votes. Um, yeah, guys, how did you see Mazepin this weekend? I'm speechless. I'm without speech. This man is garbage. You gave him your super license points. I don't understand what's happening right now. He's he's driving in another time zone. He's driving in New York time zone. He wasn't driving in Portuguese time zone. I don't know what he was doing. He was absolutely horrid today in terms of just pace. Uh, He got his official spin on what I think was on Final Paxis 3. Got that spinning. He has to have one every weekend. He needs and, it. And um, he's just so slow. He, I've, uh, it's just actually incredible how slow he is. So the benchmark for me is his teammate, obviously, because the Haas car is nothing to scream, scream about. It's nothing to shout about. So I'm not expecting mm-hmm. him to be anywhere near everybody. But this gentleman, it might be one of the slowest drivers I've ever seen in Formula 1. He is driving a go-kart in Formula 1. And he's yeah. making it a go-kart. Not the Haas engineers. He's making it a go-kart because this guy's not doing what he needs to do. In terms of timing, how many minutes? He was one minute behind Latifi, I think. I think he was 57 seconds. Yeah, let's call it a minute, bro. Yeah, let's call it a minute. The, the guy is awful. And um, he's getting lapped as well. And he's cutting off Perez um, just because his head is hot. Because he knows that he's just trash. He's hot trash. And he's only here because of a technicality of his dad running the team or being With a dad having a lot of money. Of team. Dad yeah. having a lot of money. So it's it's actually atrocious. I can understand if he if he was a paid driver and he had a little bit about him. He's got he's got nothing about him, man. Nothing at all. It's just it's awful to watch. You know, when you look at these drivers, you know this is. This is the elite version of motorsport, you know. This is the upper echelons of motorsport we're talking about here in Formula One. And I could just about, you know, swallow the fact that, you know, he's a slow driver and, and, and you know, he's not putting in the lap times. But in terms of his interactions with other drivers on the track, we saw what he'd done over the weekend, you know, with Perez. We saw what he'd done with Latifi. Um, you know, I'm just going to be bold and 
and ask you straight hands. I mean, is this is this guy a danger on 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 the racetrack? I feel like there might come a day where he could have a serious impact on a race in terms of. I mean, we we almost saw it happen with Perez. Like he Perez nearly ran into him, and, and like Perez locked it, locked the wheels to try and avoid him. So when it comes to street circuits like Monaco or where it's, it's Baku. yeah, Baku visibility's low. Like he, 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 he is a disaster waiting to happen. Um, so yeah, the, the fact that he's in a seat is, is, is hard to swallow really. I think for every F1 fan um, and yeah, a, a minute or so behind his teammate. Uh, it's just, yeah. Shocking. <laughs> what more is there to say? Yeah. Kunlay, any thoughts on, on Mazepin? I shall not speak on that, man. I, 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 I will, him, man. I will say this, yeah. Look, there's nothing to say. Go on, the go on. Go on. Is, the man, he was not, he wasn't one of the best on F2. You know? No. He wasn't the best in F2. It wasn't, it wasn't levels in F2. And it's in F1 because of that is money. That's okay. If you're an F1 for daddy because of daddy's money, that's okay. But you can't be getting we've seen other we've seen other drivers in F1 because of daddy's money. You know, they don't finish one minute behind their teammate. Like, I don't get it. And to be fair, I feel like for that poll, who was the second on the poll? Who was the second on the poll? Um, I'm checking it now. It's Kimi Raikkonen that was second. Yeah, I would I would ignore Mazepin and look at other people on that poll because is Mazepin is a no, it's a no-brainer. You know, Mazepin is in a different. He should the award should be named after him. You know, it should be it should give it should be given that honor of being named after you know the Mazepin Award without Mazepin able to be to be a winner of that award because he is just is an is a legendary. Shit show of a driver. So yeah, so I suppose yeah. on that point, Kunle, we, we've agreed we're going to give him two races, even two more races, and if he's like going to be yeah. shit as he is, that's, that's it's just going to get renamed. That's Barcelona Monaco, yeah, yeah, uh, Monaco. Yeah, exactly. I don't even want to. Th- I don't even want to think about him in Monaco, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about Baku. You know what? I feel bad for the stewards, and I feel bad for the you know the guys that work, the guys that fix the tracks and everything. The marshals, like yeah. The marshals, they're gonna have a lot of work in Monaco. Yeah, definitely, man. They're gonna have yeah. to be they, they have to get the welding machine out and everything. They, like need, they, might, barriers, need have, they might need to have barriers very high next to the river because yeah. <laughs> come on, put it in the river. Because I'm you not might. Just, <laughs> hey, you might. Move the move the yeah. yacht, move the yachts away from the riverside. Hey, Abramovich, <laughs> move your yacht now. Move yeah. your yacht, say Yeah, it's looking a bit. Might it might look. <laughs> you never know. Um, mm. one thing I will say is, yeah, I apologize, Alex Albon, because we called the award after you because you had a bad season last season, but now we have witnessed hot trash called Mazapin. Yeah, we're gonna rename it. It's already it's like bookmarked, it's stamped. We have to be, um, we have to give it some time, but after the two races, this will be called the Mazapin Award. If we're excluding Mazapin, because I think if we put add, add Mazapin to these polls, hundreds of people are just gonna vote Mazapin regardless. Um, if we talk about other people that had a bad race. Carlos Sainz had a bad race. Yeah, he had Carlos yeah, Sainz. He, he had a difficult good race. qualifying P five in front of Charles. 
then we're seeing him get cooked by Alonso. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't a good look for um, Carlos Sainz today. So if we're excluding uh, Mazepin for this award, I am voting Carlos Sainz. Yeah, I, I was actually going to throw Carlos Sainz as well into the gauntlet. I mean, I would have said George Russell, but I mean, his his qualifying performance was was really good, Mr. Saturday. So, you know, where did he end up? I think he ended up P16. So it wasn't the best race for, for Russell. But yeah, Sainz, he, he didn't do too well, ended up um, yeah. you know in 11th. I'm going to give Sainz an excuse, yeah? I What's think the, the strategy screwed him. That's just like they screwed Bottas, yeah. Just like they screwed Bottas. No, no, with Sainz, with Sainz, yeah. Because you know, there's a there's a certain part of Twitter that I am glad this happened to Sainz because you know, there's a certain part of Twitter that we shall not speak of. You know, hola, hola, a lot of Spanish, a lot of uh, Spanish flags, yeah, a lot of Fernando 2005. Yeah, yeah. Paella, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We love, we love Spain. You know, we go in Barcelona next week. We love Spain, but I'm, I'm kind of glad this happened to Science. But again, I think Ferrari screwed him over with that strategy. Like when everyone he peered first, it could have stayed out. It was his pace wasn't bad when he peered. Maybe they were trying to do an undercut with the mediums. Maybe they wanted to do two stops. I don't know, but it wasn't a good strategy and. At some point on that medium tire, it was toast. Everybody was just coming in, and it's like trousers down, bum out, open wide. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, surprised he didn't um, he didn't go on the hards because I mean we saw the top the, like the front runners pit on what lap 40, 45 from the mediums put on the hards for only what 20, 25 laps to the end. So it didn't make sense. It didn't was, make sense. It was one of the, for Ferrari. Ferrari, you know, come back on their on their bullshit. So, you know, I, I'll forgive him for that that one a little bit. Yeah, but it depends though. If he's the one that called that for that tire, then then I'm then we're dunking on him. But but I'm guessing it's Ferrari that did that. So yeah, he literally yeah. had no place. He had no place at the end of the Grand Prix, and anybody and everybody was just getting through, getting past him. But yeah, touching on the Spaniard that is Carlos Sainz and his representation across Paella Twitter. We go to Spain next. So Spanish Grand Prix is next. To be honest with you guys, that is probably my least favourite circuit. Like you just oh, get hardly in it overtaking on there. Like it's literally that one kilometre pitch straight. And then from then on, it's just a winding mess. If you ask me, like there's no area to overtake. I don't know if like, the dirty air affects the drivers throughout the lap or whatever, but yeah, I'm I'm not expecting the most on track action here. But quickly, guys, what, what's what's your take on it? I mean, you know, it's Mercedes two, Red Bull one now across the three races. Um, what are we expecting from from the Spanish Grand Prix? Let me come to you, Mahad. What you, what, how, how are you seeing this one going to play out? Um, I expect it to be another fight between Red Bull and Mercedes. Um, we'll see. If this is going to be a back-to-back weekend, so not too much time for development and analysing the data. So it could be still advantage Mercedes in terms of um, speed, but we'll see. Um, I feel like with qualifying, um, that's going to really just indicate who's going to win the race because, like you just said, there's not much overtaking going on. Uh, it's kind of... Yeah. Whoever qualifies the best, there you are. This is this is this is what it's going to look like. Um, it could be a little bit different because usually we do testing in Barcelona, 
and they didn't do testing in Barcelona, did it in Bahrain, so they might have less track data with these vehicles on that track. Um, so that could throw up a little bit of curveballs, but um, if you're going to ask me now, I probably think the same um, same as today. We'll see Lewis win, Max second, Bottas third. Uh, not much change, but I could be proven wrong. I wish I was proven wrong because um, I want it to be an exciting race because usually um, I fall asleep when Barcelona's on. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. Hopefully, I mean, fingers crossed. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll throw up to be throw up an exciting race. Um, yeah, Ants, let me let me come to you for one final take on uh, the Spain. It's the Spanish Grand Prix that we have next week. Yeah, I mean, like echoing pretty much everything Mahad said. I, I don't. It's it's definitely one of my least favorite tracks on the calendar, just purely because. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good test for the cars, but. In terms of racing, it doesn't really offer very much. So I think we might get a race which is um, fairly tense. Um, we, I mean, we saw how close Red Bull and Mercedes were this weekend. I think it's probably going to be um, a little bit the same next weekend, if slightly more of an advantage to Red Bull. Um, so in the race itself, I, I would expect the top three to be like a couple seconds apart and just... The, the ones behind P1 to just suffer with dirty air and their front tyres not really operating as they would like. And yeah, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to watch. But, you know, you, you get you get some good races in Spain every like once every five years. So Five yeah. years, yeah. We might, we I think that's a, bad, that's a bad ratio. <laughs> that's, a bad, that's a shocking ratio. It's not great. Um, I think the last enjoyable race there for me, I think, was 2017 when uh, Hamilton was battling Vettel and he managed to to obviously beat him when, when it came to strategy. Um, I think as ever, you know, the, the qualifying and the race start is going to be crucial for Spain. But hey-ho, let's see, let, let, let's see what happens there. Um, and I suppose on that note, guys, that's all we have time for. Ants, Mahad, Kunle, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. It was a great race for Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Win number 97. Please, please, please make sure you follow us on Twitter, sign up to the Discord, subscribe on the YouTube, click that bell notification uh, so you get notified of any media across the Touchline network. And we'll be back next week with a race review from Spain. Peace. 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 Yes, take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.